0: Round six is done and dusted, and welcome to SFT today. Steve's NRL footy tips for round seven, and what a week of football it was! We had a uh, finals preview when the undefeated Parramatta Eels took on the Sydney Roosters in a classic on Saturday night. We had Penrith out Melbourne in Melbourne there on Friday night to win 21 to 14 to show their premiership credentials, and on Sunday we had Manly somehow surviving against the Canberra team that was not at their best. Both that team uh, that game had implications on both teams. Of course, Manly's injury Drama. We're going to get to all of that today on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening as always. Thank you guys for your continued support. We've had a great couple of weeks and I'm really happy with how the podcast is progressing throughout the year. You look back to a month ago and we see where the podcast has come so far um, and it's all because of you guys. Um, so please, if you haven't, um, I say it every week, but please like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook if you haven't please like and subscribe and leave a review. It's very important to subscribe and leave a review on wherever you can get this podcast, in particular Spotify and iTunes. Also available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Cast Breakers, and a bunch of other stuff, uh, other platforms for you guys to listen to this podcast. Round six. Not a great week for me personally. Four out of eight, there were some um, upsets I went that didn't come off like the Broncos on uh, Thursday night against the Newcastle Knights. They were incredibly poor. We're going to get to that. The Bulldogs, um, of course, were in my other upset last week against the Sharks. They almost got the job done, but not to be. Um, so with the four last week, it takes my total to 33. I want to be at least 36 after six weeks because that is an average of six. So I'm averaging about five and a half a week. Hopefully we improve on that. I still haven't got my perfect round either. Um, but as I said, I promised that there's one coming, and it's a promise that hopefully I can hold. We've got 13 rounds left to do it. Uh, let's get into all the action for Round 7 of the NRL-Telstra Premiership. And a potential to be a great match to start Round 7 of the NRL-Telstra Premiership on Thursday night at 7.50pm from Congress Stadium, moved from Campbelltown Stadium. The Penrith Panthers host the c r Sydney Rabbitohs, and both of these teams have gotten into a pretty good patch of form. Let's start with the Panthers, As I mentioned to start the podcast, they were very impressive against Melbourne last Friday night downing the the... Um, were probably the most consistent team of the 2000s, 21-14. They were outstanding in that game. The first half completely controlled it. Nathan Cleary has added so much to this team in his return, it's not funny. Um, They still did have a period of 10 to 15 minutes when they let Melbourne back into the game in the second half, uh, which I have to address because they did the same against the Eels when the Eels beat them a couple of Friday nights ago um, when they were dominating that match. But overall, very impressive signs. By Penrith, they've got a good, young, hungry team. Um, People like Kikia really playing out of his skin. Their forward pack in general, Kikia, Liam Marden. Those young guys really stepping up with the experienced guys like Fisher Harris and Isaiah Yeo, who's having probably his best season in the RL, are really stepping up there as well. So a lot of impressive signs for Penrith, I think they're definitely going to be finalists in 2020, but it's not going to be an easy task going up against the CF Sydney Rabbitohs, who after a slow start to the season, they had some tough games there against uh, the Roosters in Melbourne to restart the comp last month, but they've uh, hit a pretty good patch of form now themselves. They've won their last two. Admittedly, it was against Gold Coast and the Warriors, but they're back to 50%, and they're starting to build with confidence and getting better each and every week. Um, they were a clinical uh, last weekend against the Warriors, they winning that game forty to twelve in what would be Stephen Kearney's last match in the NRL. We're going to get to that later on, but they controlled the game pretty well. Um, they never really seemed in trouble. They never really seemed bothered by the Warriors. And uh, great to see people like Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker get into into some really good form for the Rabbitohs. Latrell's getting better each and every game. I think his fitness is improving as well. Um, of course, there was a controversy after the game with all those issues with the Troll, but just in regards to the on-field play, he is improving, his fitness is getting better, and I think each week he's going to improve. And Cody Walker, I mean, in his 100th game last weekend, um, against the Titans um, two weekends ago, he didn't really seem. To own the game in his first game of the season um, after the suspension, he seemed to struggle with the tempo and the pace a little bit. But last weekend he was back to his best, um, and he and he led Rabbitohs to that win. A couple of try assists there um, in his 100th, and a try for himself as well. So um, good to see him back in form. The main man um, who made his first line break and his first try last weekend was Damien Cook, um, the New South Wales, the reigning New South Wales hooker, um, and probably one of the best hookers in the game. Um, good to see him back in some form as well. Um, he's always there in defense, but uh, he's adding layers to the attack as well. And people like Tom Burgess uh, in the forward pack really stepping up this past fortnight as well. So it's going to be a close game, this one between the Panthers and the Rabbitohs. I think, uh, I mean, the Penriff over the over the history of their last 15 years, they've always struggled with consistency. Um, and I think the Rabbitohs forwards might be able to kind of bash Penrith forwards who have been so good in the first... Um, the six round, so it's going to be an interesting battle up front um, If depending on what team can get over the top of the other team early, I think it's really going to set the tempo of the game and obviously I think Penrith's forward pack has been in better form, um, but the Rabbitohs as I said, improving each and every week so it's going to be a, a tight battle up front I think it might all come down to the organisation by Cleary um, he obviously plays more of a dominant playmaker role than Jerome Lua, who's starting to hit a little bit of form as well um, but Cody Walker, Reynolds and Damian Cook seem to share the load a little bit more for CS. I think that might actually be a advantage for them hitting into this game, heading into this game. Question marks on the Rabbitohs' defence. I mean, they've let in a lot of points so far this year. Just looking at the ladder right now, I think they've let what is it, 114 points around in. So almost so it's about sixteen or eighteen points they're letting in per game. So they're gonna have to fix it up defensively. Um if they're gonna you know, being the contest against a really good team. Definitely a finalist in 2020 in the Penrith Panthers. Um, but I think an upset might be on the cards here. I think the Rabbitohs have just the tools that could uh, get under Penrith's skin. And as I said, over the last 15 years, consistency is what Penrith have been lacking. They come out looking like superstars one week and absolutely terrible the next. So um, it's a big game, this one. Um, the Rabbitohs, if they were to lose, obviously they'd go under 50% for the season. They'd be 3-4, which would really hurt their finals chances. Um and Pender, if they want to stay at the top as well and keep showing why they're going to be a, a force in this competition this year. So I've got the Rabbitohs in an upset. I've got the Rabbitohs by six in this one. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring match, and I think both teams are going to have plenty of chances. But I think the Rabbitohs, growing with confidence each and every week, might be just be a little bit too strong for the Pender Panthers in this game. So after what could be a very close and very competitive match there on the Thursday night, the Friday Night of Football action this week uh, seems to be two games to me that could potentially get a chance to be blowout scores um, that have the potential to be two floggings but two interesting games nonetheless Um, the Melbourne Storm having to move their home game from Melbourne uh, because of COVID-19 and the the outbreak that Victoria has had in the past week to uh, Jubilee Stadium in Cogger up there Uh, they're going to host the New Zealand Warriors at 6pm and uh, what a week the New Zealand Warriors have had I mean after going down forty to twelve last Friday night against the Rabidos, the CEO of the Warriors made the decision and the Warriors board made the decision to uh to sack Steve Kearney immediately. They needed, they thought the change was needed, um, you know, right then and there immediately um and they made that decision. A lot of unrest in the Warriors camp. I mean, I, I'm hearing rumors of guys wanting to go home, um and guys just not not happy with their current situation since um they're still unable to, you know, go back to their their country and uh, and see their families. So, a big week for the Warriors. Um, going up against a Melbourne team who just simply weren't good enough last weekend against Penrith. Uh, Craig Bellamy wouldn't have been happy after that loss. I mean, it was very unstorm-like. Um, they got into the grind and started to look a little bit better as that game went on. But uh, the Storm don't lose two in a row very often, and I think the Warriors might be the casualty of that. The Warriors have named. Todd Payton is the um, intern coach for the rest of the year. Uh, So we'll see who will be the full-time coach, and we might get into that as the year goes on here on the podcast. Um, But I think they could be in some big trouble against the Storm. They do actually get uh, Kevin Marlowe back, who in 2019 was probably their best player. Um, He always makes, you know, plus 150 plus metres a game. So I think he's going to boost them there but i just don't know if they've got the defense to to hold melbourne out and i said it when they beat the cowboys two weeks ago and i wasn't it kind of backed me up last weekend when they first the Rabbit's they don't really have a plan with the football in hand um well they didn't under steve kearney anyway i don't know if there's going to be massive changes under todd Payton, who was the assistant coach already but they don't really have a plan when they've got the football in hand when they're attacking an opponent's lawn um and they're even missing uh, Katoa, which I've got to mention as well, who has been one of their best forwards this year and one of their most damaging poor runners. Um, so I think they're going to struggle this, this game. I just don't know where they're going to get the points from. I don't know if they're going to be able to hold out Melbourne, a Melbourne team that will be hungry after losing last weekend. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Craig Bellamy is going to have them fired up. The One of the things that are working in the Warriors' uh, advantage in this game is they have a good record over Melbourne. But I think Melbourne... Um, under Cameron Smith, who's still playing some good football. Uh, Munster and Jerome Hughes, who comes back into the team, who will boost them as well. I think that is going to be way too strong for this Warriors team. I've got uh, Melbourne by 24 in this game. Which leads us to the second game of Friday Night Football, which has the potential to be another blowout when the Sydney Roosters host the St. George Law Dragons at 7.50 p.m. from Bankwest Stadium. And uh, aren't the Roosters... Really hitting some form. Now, two weeks ago, they were way too classy for the Bulldogs. Last weekend, it was a very tight match in the first half against Parramatta. They really asserted their dominance, um, didn't they, in the second half? I mean, Tedesco went off, and they still looked incredible. Uh, the Morrises, the best form they've been in at least five years. They're looking great. Caused them to play on. I want to I take a moment to say how much uh, they've been great players for not just their club, but also their state in their country. And I hope nothing but success for those, to those twins because what they added to that Roosters team, they added professionalism, they added experience, and they really added a lot in attack and defense um, on the weekend. Uh, but just not them. I mean, Flanagan, Cole Flanagan in the house really getting into form as well, really found his place in the team in the last month or two. Um, so they're just firing all cylinders at the moment. I mean... Cordner and Croydon, Radley, they've got a damaging forward pack as well. And the Dragons, well, they've won two in a row, uh, but they're two in a row not to take finger away from being against teams um, in Cronulla and Titans that have both been horribly out of form lately. And, um, I mean, they were okay last weekend against the Titans, but they were winning comfortably and barely Fired a shot in the second half, and when if you looked, if you watched that game, you saw Paul McGregor wasn't exactly happy with that second half performance. They've let James Graham go in the week, and let's take another moment, apart from the Morrises, to mention what a great career he has had. I hope he has a good fairy tale finish over there in England. Um, I believe he's played something like 450 first grade rugby league games. Uh, when you combine the Super League and the NRL and all these test matches, that is an absolutely incredible achievement. And he uh, he still was playing pretty good for St. George, but despite some criticism, he has gotten early this year. So well done to James Graham on a great NRL career. But the club that he just left, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, could really struggle this weekend against the Roosters. I mean, they're going to have to be a lot better. Matt Dufty um, still was in some pretty good form last weekend. And uh, I mean... Ben Hunt off the bench was pretty dynamic at times as well, um, but I just have question marks over their playmakers in Norman and Clune. I mean, Norman really took control last weekend, but uh, still a lot of uh, a lot of errors and a lot of things he has to he has to work out in his game to be a much more consistent half. So I think their forwards are going to battle strong St George, but I just don't know if it's going to be enough to to take on a team that. At the moment, is uh, firing all cylinders towards a third Premiership in the row in a row because they're playing absolutely outstanding. So, um, I didn't. I, kn- I know that a lot of people thought they'd you know be up there, and I don't know if anyone questioned that they'd be outside the top four. Um, but they are uh, that they'd be in the top four, and I don't think anyone thought they'd be outside the top four. But. Uh, they're just going to different levels. Uh, the Sydney Roosters, and I think they're going to be way too strong for the Dragons in this game. I expect uh, the Roosters to win this one by about 30, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be a and I think both Friday night games um, are going to be hard to watch if you're either a New Zealand Warriors fan or a St. George or a Dragons fan. So, that's that. So last weekend wasn't a great weekend of footy tipping for me. I only got 4 out of 8, but one thing I'm very happy about is that we're up to the Super Saturday portion of uh, this week's footy tips, and for the first time uh, last weekend, I got all three games correct and hopefully we can continue that this weekend. It all starts at 3 p.m. at Country, uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium when the North Queensland Cowboys host the Newcastle Knights up there in Townsville. Um, the Cowboys, I mean, the less you, to say about them is the better at the moment. I mean, they were very poor in the first half against the Tigers. They'll be out 34 good half halftime. Managed to make it respectable. He outscored the Tigers, I believe, 20 points to 2 in the second half but they weren't really ever in the game. I mean, if they started like that, they they could have made a game of it, but uh, they're really missing some of their big men, some of their big injuries. So they've got Holmes out, they've got um, Morgan out as well, some of their key playmakers there, and even having Jordan McLean's back this weekend, which will bolster that team. But, uh, I mean, it's going to take a colossal effort to beat a Newcastle team who, after that loss against Melbourne, I, I tipped them against Melbourne two rounds ago. I was... Thinking that they, you know, the wheels might fall off a little bit against the Broncos, who I thought would try a lot more than they did, obviously. But um, they were very impressive last weekend. Their combinations with Ponga to man, who I think has just been told to run outside even and take take the football um, off Ponga as much as possible. Um, Just, you know, because Ponga's creating so much there and he can just find a line break at any opportunity. Um, Mitchell Pearce is in really good form mcculloch has been a great signing for them and their forward pack is really stepping up with guys like uh, Clemmer and Saifidi and who's given now back in the team has really bolstered um, this Newcastle team and I think they're a real strong chance of uh, playing finals football this year obviously but I think they could even be a chance of making the top four the way they're playing and I think they're going to be way too strong for this Cowboys team I mean Jason Tamolo last weekend a very impressive effort he still made you know over 250 metres But uh, they just seem to have no answers in defense or in attack at the moment, the Cowboys. I mean, they've got a bunch of young guys in there, and I know Paul Green's under a lot of pressure, but they really um, just struggled to match the intensity of other teams, and I think they're going to struggle this weekend as well. Um, The two Friday night games this week, I said I think they're both going to be 13-plus, and I think this game will be a very similar result. I think the Knights... They may uh, they may, may get into a bit of an arm wrestle with the Cowboys at certain points in this game, but I think they're going to be too strong for them with the Knights by 18 in this game. It's a Queensland Derby at 5.30 on Super Saturday at Suncorp Stadium when the Brisbane Broncos take on the Gold Coast Titans. In my opinion, it's this week's equivalent of the Dragons-Titans last week where it's a, a game that you can skip, in my opinion. I mean, both of these teams horribly out of form, horribly out of confidence, We'll start with Gold Coast. Uh, They were very ordinary against the Dragons last weekend. The weekend before that against the Rabbitohs, they threw a little bit at them um, in the second half, but they were blown off the park as well. So ever since their win against the Tigers, it has not been smooth sailing for the Titans. And last weekend, if you looked at the coach's box uh, near the end of that game, you saw a dejected look by Justin holbrook a a look that suggested that he didn't have answers. He didn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to get this team... um, to have immediate results on the football field, and the pressure shouldn't, you know, all fall with him. He's come into a very tough situation. He's, he was a great coach over in England, and I think he is the right man moving forward to uh, to get this team some more consistent results, results, and get off the bottom of the ladder. But it could take a while to get there. Uh, Ash Taylor and Fogarty. I mean, Taylor, we've we've talked about him a lot. He was. He was not at his best on the weekend, Fogarty, uh, you know, the young kid. It's a, it's a lot of pressure put on his shoulders, and uh, really the whole team. Um, I I can count on one hand how many people um, that I thought, you know, deserved to be playing first grade after that performance last week. You know, I mean, Corey Thompson, the signing from the Tigers, he had a good game for him. Uh Jai Arrow, absolute workhorse, made over 150 metres, made 40 tackles. But there's a lot of guys that you got to question. Um, what they're doing in first grade if they're not going to have a go or maybe they're just not as a first grade standard. Maybe they're too young. There's a, there's a lot of problems at Gold Coast, um, a lot of different problems at Brisbane. They've had a bit of an injury-ravaged um, season so far and uh, that's not really an excuse. Um, with their on-field results, however, they've got a lot of experience still in that team. Um, guys like Matt Lodge and uh, and Eye Jr., Alex Kellen, Milford, um, Croft, all these guys have played first grade before Corey Oates plenty of times. Um, but yeah, they're just not producing on field. I mean, it's been a very tough month since the competition came back for them. Um, they, they've they gotten flogged a lot. They should have beat me only a couple of hands ago, and I thought they were going to really show something against Newcastle last Thursday night, and they were very disappointing, very ordinary. Um, Andrew Johns has called for Anthony Milford to be dropped. Um, he has made a team... This weekend, but surely it's going to be close to his last chance. I mean, he has added nothing to this Broncos team this year, and at his best, he you know he's a dangerous ball runner. He can really create opportunities from nothing, and really um, you know open up the game when he's playing his best football. But had a, that has not been the case. The forward pack, um, after starting the year are fantastic, have been pretty ordinary the last couple of weekends as well. So they need this match against Gold Coast Brisbane because they need to get some confidence. They need to get a win on the board desperately. Um, this could be the week they can do it. Obviously, Gold Coast will their their problems. This is a game they they should rise up for because they're versing their big Queensland brother. Um, and there's a, definitely an opportunity where they could score some points and make a game of it. But surely this weekend, surely the Broncos can come away at the two points. If not, they'll struggle to win another game for the rest of the season. Even with the troops that they're going to get back, like David Fifita, if they can't win this weekend, they're going to be in real serious trouble for the rest of 2020. And while we're at it, um, as I said last last weekend, um, or last week on the podcast, I said that there's a big divide in the competition. I think this weekend's proven my point even further, and I don't know if any of the Queensland teams are good enough to make the finals this year. I mean, the Broncos are the ones that can definitely change their fortune and turn it around. So do the Cowboys. Um, Gold Coast obviously don't see that happening, but the Broncos are the big chance for Queensland uh, playing finals football in 2020, any Queensland club, and... You've got to think that it's got to start this weekend because it doesn't get any easier, um, unfortunately. Um, and that's no offense to Gold Coast, but it doesn't get any easier than this match this weekend to get some confidence in a much-needed win of the board. I've got the Broncos by fourteen in this one. And for the second weekend in a row, Super Saturday will end with an absolute blockbuster when the Parramatta Eels, who lost their first game of the year last weekend against the Roosters, they're near five and one. They take on the Raiders at seven thirty from Bankwest Stadium. Let's start with Canberra before we get on to the top of the table. Parramatta, Eels, and Canberra, well, they were very disappointing last weekend, going down to Manly 14-6. to Manly had plenty of excuses to lose that game, they had plenty of injuries, we're going to get more into that later, uh, but Canberra definitely had an opportunity to win this game, um, and they they are my premiership prediction, they still are, and they were at the start of the year, but they were very ordinary last weekend with the football in hand. They had so many opportunities in that last 20 minutes to get points against Manly and really take the sword to them. And he had obviously 14 men available at the end of that game, Manly, with a lot of injury concerns. Canberra couldn't get the job done. Um, their halves, Jack Warden and George Williams, have been pretty good this year, but they, they needed to step up last week. They did not. Their forward pack really struggled against uh, Manly, who bashed them a lot as well, Um The good news, however, is that they're still 4-2 this season. Um, They might be out of form, but they are getting wins where they need them, like they did against the Tigers a fortnight ago. Um, And there's plenty of times to get it right. And I think uh, when you look at this side on paper, it's such an impressive side. They've still got John Bateman to come back in this team later in the year. Um, But yeah, their forward pack needs to be a lot better. Papali, Corey Hallsbrough, those guys need to lead by example because it's not going to be an easy game against Parramatta who last weekend, while they lost their first game against the Roosters, are going to take a lot of confidence out of that game because they were definitely in the match for a long period of time against the reigning premiers, and they really looked good in periods of that match. I mean, Dylan Walker, the young 5'8", really stepped up. The young 19-year-old made some impressive line breaks and definitely created a lot of opportunities, as did Clint Garfson, especially early in that game against the Roosters. Um, And even though they lost, I think they're going to be a better side moving forward because of it. Um, because to challenge the two-time, or the rating two-time premiers like that is no easy feat. Not a lot of teams can do it when the Roosters are at their best, and they're close to at their best on Saturday night, the Sydney Roosters. One man that I'd like to see step up in big games against heavyweight opposition, and we are counting Canberra as a heavyweight opposition, um, as a heavyweight opponent this weekend, is Mitchell Moses. I thought um, when the pressure and the, the limelight and spotlight was on him last weekend, he failed to deliver, Dylan Walker was the more dominant playmaker, which he usually isn't. Um, You know, Dylan Walker's at his best when he can, um, you know, concentrate on playing his game and finding gaps in the opposition and having his natural uh, running game, which he did well last weekend. But he also had to play a much more um, playmaking role as well, um, setting up kicks and stuff. Because Mitchell Moses, I don't know, he he tried hard, um, but the kicks uh, and his his running game and his passing game just didn't didn't pay off in the ways that Parramatta fans would like it and I think it's an actual I think if you look at previous seasons especially against Melbourne last year in the finals um in week in week what was it week one of the finals uh no no it wasn't the finals it was oh yeah no it was week two of the finals where they got blown off the park um he he really struggled and when the pressure gets on him I think he just needs to uh take up each opportunity as it comes and just think of it as any other game but it's not an easy thing to do and I think uh The good news for Moses, got plenty of time to turn around. He could be a future New South Wales Origin star. He's just got to get it right. And uh, it's an opportunity this weekend against Canberra um, to show that when the game's on the line in these big match moments, he can get the job done. But looking at the rest of the Eels team, apart from their halves, their forward packs were very impressive last weekend. So was Mike Acevo. He scored an absolutely outstanding try. Against uh, against the Roosters and obviously that knocked Tede- uh, James Tedesco out and Tedesco had to get medical treatment after that um, because of the hot HIA. Clint Gutherson was another one that was very impressive. Blake Ferguson gives a hundred percent and they're in a really good position. Parramatta, I think that win um, it did take a bit out of them, but I think they're going to build with confidence. And even though Canberra is still in my Premiership prediction, and I think they've still got a lot to offer in this competition, um, I think Parramatta at the moment the the form that they're in, and the confidence they played against the Premiers with, I think they're going to be very hard to beat in this game, and I've actually got Parramatta um, by four points in this one. Moving on to Sunday football, and this is definitely the day of the week that can make or break your footy tip week. Two intriguing games here at Central Coast Stadium. The Manly Seagulls will be taking on the Cronulla Sharks in the first game at 4.05 p.m., and uh, Manly, weren't they outstanding last weekend? Full credit to them. Uh, they lost two players in the first four minutes of that game in Walker um, and Brad Parker. Parker's lining up this week, potentially. Walker's out long-term. And then after half time, they lost Tommy Turbo um, to the same ham- hamstring issues that have been plaguing him last season. Um, and uh, they were look they looked gone. They looked gone and out. Um, three, 20 minutes ago, they were winning 14-6. But their defense, absolutely outstanding. They held Canberra out. And it was such a courageous effort, one of the most courageous efforts for a Manly team that I think we've seen in quite a long period of time, going back to those uh, periods where they did win those two premierships in 2008 and 2011. They were a dominating side in the late 2000s, Um, but they were outstanding uh, last weekend. They are versing a Cronulla uh, Sharks side that finally... um, Got another win on the board. Um, they went from to two wins and four losses, two from six, which isn't a great record, but they got the job done, twenty to eighteen uh, in the game against the Bulldogs in an entertaining match, an errorfield match, and they're going to have to be a lot better against Manly this week if they are to challenge them. They do verse Manly at an opportune time, however, with all these injuries, when you look at Manly's lineup this week, um, they've got Brandon Elliott back at fullback, um, and they've got. Lachlan Croker in the uh, halves. Their forward pack's still very, very strong, Um, but I just question with Manly where those points are going to come from, because last weekend, Tommy Turbo, of course, scored one, he set one up, um, and their attack seemed maybe not dependent on him, but he was very influential um, when they had the football in their hands, Manly. So it's going to be a very interesting match. I mean, the Sharks would have took a lot of confidence here after getting a win last weekend. I thought Goodwin was really good on the wing there, um, and Townsend and Johnson started playing some good football and working well together um, at points in that match. As I said, their defense is still a little bit of an issue. Their consistency is still a little bit of an issue. Um, and and But I think they're a real chance in this game. And, I mean, this is a danger period for Manly with no Dylan Walker, no Tommy Turbo, um they're going to have to dig in deep to win this game. It's going to be a grind. Um, and, you know, Manly a very grindy football. Des has the coaches, um, his teams to, you know, really, uh, you know, very influential and really, you know, control the game based on their defense. But so do Cronulla in a, a lot of occasions. Um, and I think Cronulla are capable of an upset. I'm actually going to tip Cronulla by 10 points in this game. I think they might get over the top of, uh, of Manly, who make no doubt about it. I still think they're... a uh, Gonna finish very high this year, but I think this is, a, as I said, a danger period for them. I don't know how much, uh, how long Tommy Turbo is gonna be out for. It's rumored to be anywhere from four to eight weeks. Some people reckon it's gonna be in that sweet spot of six. If I'm meanly though, um, considering their start to the season, they're what four wins, two losses. I'm not taking any chances, rushing Tommy Turbo, back uh, into their playing roster because it's the same hamstring he did last year. He Claims that he, uh, well, and I'm sure he did. He strengthened it over the off season, um, but if they rush him back too early and he tears that hamstring again, it's going to be a real problem for both him and Manly in 2020. So I'd be really taking uh, my time if I was the Manly Seagull uh, coaching staff in letting Tommy get back to the field. They should be conservative with it, and um, hopefully, because he is a superstar, he can get on back back on the field sooner than later and be 100 percent with his hamstring. Which leads us to our last game of the week at 6.30pm at Bankwest Stadium. The Canterbury Bulldogs host the West Tigers and weren't the Bulldogs very close to a win last weekend. Going down 20-18 to 18 to the Cronulla Sharks. They're very good at periods of that game. I mean, Kieran Foran, since his return, has really blew up their attack and they're scoring more points. Um, just like I said about Manly, when Des Hasler coached the Bulldogs, it was very similar as Dean Pace structures. They're a very defensive team. They try to win games based on their defense and... Um, they're Usually they're pretty good at it. The Sharks had a lot of opportunities last weekend against them. They held them out. They still conceded 20 points, but I think it was a much improved effort by the Bulldogs, and I think they are getting closer to a victory. The Tigers, on the other hand, they flew to a 34-0 uh, lead at halftime against the Cowboys last weekend, and they were outstanding in that first half before completely dropping off in the second half, and uh, obviously winning that game 34-20. They were outplayed 20-2 in the second half. The positive for the Tigers is um, you know, when they needed to they lifted and, and scored so many points very quickly. Um and their, their attack led by guys like Adam Dewey and and Josh Reynolds who has come to the team and looked good. Um you know, outstanding. Um Lele Lewis are really good as well for him. But uh, the second half proved to me, like a lot of people have been saying, and the reason they've been night for uh, several seasons in a row now is that their consistency. This is the team three weeks ago that did lose to the Titans. Um, of course, they've been better since that, and it was a big win last weekend uh, for them. But they've just got to be more consistent. I mean, you can't be dropping off matches like that against the good teams. Um, and if they win this weekend, it goes a long way to proving that they could be finalists in 2020. But if they lose to the Bulldogs, who, as I said, are improving... Every week, every time they play, um, their attack's well on the way to uh, to getting better as well. But if they lose to the Bulldogs this weekend, it's going to show everybody that the Tigers uh, are the same Tigers they've been for years. The team that drops off, the team that doesn't commit as much as they should in defense. Um, and I'm not saying I'm going to ride them off if they lose this weekend, but you've really got a question... Um, Question their commitment at times in matches. So I've got the Tigers being too strong in this match anyway. I've got the Tigers by four. It's going to be a very tight match. As I said, the Bulldogs like to uh, really tighten the screws in defense and make the opposition make errors. And I think the Tigers are vulnerable to that. And I think the Bulldogs can really score some points in this game and uh, take it to the Tigers. But I've just got the Tigers being too strong in the end there. So Tigers by four points in my last match prediction of the week. And that concludes the weekend of Footy Tips. It's been a very fun podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I've loved it. I thank you guys again for all your support. Um, It's been absolutely outstanding how much this podcast has come in the past month. I'm loving every second of it, and hope you guys continue to join me on this journey. Let's recap the tips for round seven. On Thursday night, I've got the upset of the week, the Rabbitohs being too strong for the Penrith Panthers. The two Friday games I've got Melbourne uh, being way too strong for the Warriors. I've got the Roosters really dominating the St George Dragons. On Super Saturday, I've got the Newcastle Knights being too strong for the Cowboys. I've got the Broncos finally getting a win for the uh, against the Gold Coast Titans. I've got the Eels um, winning a blockbuster battle against the Canberra Raiders. I've got the Sharks upsetting Manly and injury ravaged Manly, and I've got the Tigers just outgunning the Canterbury Bulldogs. So those are my tips. Four round seven, let's get to Steve's bets of the week now. Um, $25 this weekend. We're going to put it straight on the Cronulla Sharks to meet Meanly. They are paying two thirty five dollars at the moment. I think they might go down closer to the match. But that, um, by putting $25 on that, that gets you about, I think it's about $60. $58. Um, so that, that's a good start for the week. That will get you some money. With the other 25 bucks. dollars we're going to put it on the Rabbitohs with the line with the one and a half start at $1.95. We're going to put that with Melbourne 13 plus against the Warriors, which is paying 68 we We're going to add the Roosters 13 plus against the Dragons at $1.58. And uh, the last leg of that Moldy is going to be the Bulldogs with the five and a half start against the Tigers. So just to recap, I've got the Rabbitohs with one and a half start. Melbourne 13+, the Roosters 13+, and the Bulldogs with five and a half start. That gives us $9.80, um, and it'll give us about $230 on a return of $25. So those are my best of the week. As I said, thank you guys for all your continued support. It's been a great ride so far. Um, please like, share, subscribe my posts on Facebook. Please like and subscribe to the podcast on whether it be Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Castbreakers and any other platforms that you may listen to this podcast on. Thank you guys for joining me for another week on the podcast. There's some good football to be had this weekend, and I hope we finally get that elusive perfect round I've been looking for. I'll see you guys next week on Steve's NRL Footy Tips.